0: Welcome to Crazy Enough to Win. I'm your host John Grubbs. Welcome to the podcast. I teach, I challenge, I go big in life. And I'm hungry. I'm hungry to discover what I don't know. You see, it's a it's a, it's a it's a mental trick that I use to maintain this insatiable need to learn, to grow, to develop and get better at this thing we call life. And this podcast, this podcast is about going big. It's about letting go of mediocrity, letting go of the disease of average. And I'm committed to my listeners around the world to provide you with information that you can learn and most importantly use to go big. So if you are the leader of any team, any organization, be it small, be it large, one of the biggest challenges that leaders struggle with is mental friction. How do we As leaders reduce mental friction and some of you might be thinking I don't even know what mental friction is well stay tuned you do not want to miss the ending of this episode so here's the thing it's easy to blame people when they fail to perform And it's the go-to for many. But I want you to think of this. As a leader, how do you consider your part of the equation? What have you done to minimize the mental friction in order for the team to understand? And here's the big part of this. More importantly, take action. How many mental calories do your people need to consume to behave in the manner you desire? (laughs) In other words, how well do you simplify your vision or your instructions to get what you need or get what you desire? So, this self examination is powerful and it can accelerate the results you desire. What if you are the problem because your mind's clear vision is challenging for others to see and, more importantly, make actionable? And here's a bigger question How can you, as the leader, eliminate or minimize external causes of mental friction. (laughs) Let's take a look. I love this quote. It's adapted from the U.S. Marine Corps. Everything in business is simple, but the simplest thing is difficult. The difficulties accumulate, and by the end, producing some kind of friction that is inconceivable unless one has experienced it before. We can take anything that's complicated and if we understand it well enough, we can make it simple for people to understand. It's this lack of understanding that breeds confusion. And friction dominates businesses, it dominates organizations, it makes simple tasks hard, it regularly acts to tear down the individual's will, and it interferes with team cohesion. External friction can be the result of other factors such as the physical environment, the nature of the work itself, or even the competition. An inadequate or inaccurate analysis also contributes to friction by causing uncertainty. This uncertainty is sometimes called the fog of war, where things are not always what the leader expected. So friction's most problematic form, however, is self-induced and may be termed internal friction. And listen to this fear of the unknown breeds this paralysis simplicity is at the root of things you can complicate anything and i love this quote from albert einstein unless you can explain something simply you don't understand it well enough yet i think it's beautiful when when people are able to take something that is so complicated and so complex And boil it down to something simple so let's ask ourselves an important question do people complicate things because of our ego or misunderstanding which one do you think is most prevalent do we complicate things because of our ego or do we complicate things because we don't understand it well enough well I'm betting on the former You see, when we complicate things, we often do so to make ourselves look smart. And we want to make ourselves look smart in front of others. So we complicate the simple in order to stroke our ego, to prove how smart we are. But it's actually the opposite. When you can take something that is robustly complicated and make it simple, you become the person of understanding, the person of clarity. And is friction created because you cannot clearly articulate your vision or the outcome you want? Get this, more complicated equals more friction. And I like to use the term mental friction to describe this cognitive resistance to taking action on a team. When people fail to act as you desire, I want you to ask yourself a question. Have you made what is on your mind simple enough for them to understand? This personal ownership, this personal ownership of reality is powerful as a leader. Or are conditions around individuals preventing them from understanding your directions? So as the leader, Your role is to help people adapt to change. So adaptability is your key to overcoming the effects of friction and its components. Although it is synonymous with flexibility, at least it's used as a synonym with flexibility, adaptability also embraces the spirit of innovation. In other words, how do we adapt to the new? How do we adapt to the different? How do we adapt to pending challenges? How do we adapt, here's the big one, to opportunity? And I believe organizations should always seek to adopt new tactics, new ways of organizing themselves, and new procedures to the environment's realities. Identity deficiencies in existing practices are also a problem. When we don't identify them, we are in the midst of struggle. So I'm asking you to discard outdated structures and modifications to maintain function and utility. Utility is just a fancy word for usefulness. How do we discard outdated structures and modifications to maintain a usefulness within our organization? And the ability to adapt enables your team to be comfortable with an environment dominated by friction, mental friction. Experience, common sense, and the critical application of judgment all help leaders become successful. Isn't that wonderful? And listen to this quote from Jay Alexander. The essence of loyalty is the courage to propose the unpopular, coupled with a determination to obey no matter how distasteful the ultimate decision. And the essence of leadership is the ability to inspire such behavior. We want to inspire people to have courage. We want to inspire people to make hard decisions, to deal with the hard thing about hard things. And understanding friction will always be present. Leaders should make it their duty to bring subordinates' ideas and criticisms to the surface to be analyzed and evaluated. You see, as the leader, you till the field that provides the fruit of success. So ask for ideas, and you should get them. Second, you must clear a path to your doorstep. Clear this path to your doorstep. Subordinates can use the chain of command, but ideas must rise to the top. You can't let the chain of command get in the way of ideas. The bureaucracy cannot slow down the momentum for ideas in your organization. And it would help. It would help you tremendously if you allowed subordinates the opportunity to show initiative. And third because innovation is imprecise people will make mistakes and you must protect them. Mistakes have to be okay and I would go so far as to say that mistakes must be encouraged. Zero mistakes is not achievable and when people have a fear of mistakes Well, it just doesn't encourage initiative, it actually stifles it. And lastly, you must emphasize that you expect an honest expression of your subordinate's best thinking. And I think that's really clarified by this quote from Jay Fuller. If we wish to think clearly, we must cease imitating. If we wish to cease imitating, We must make use of our imagination. We must train ourselves for the unexpected in place of training others for the cut and dried. Audacity and not caution must be your call. Finally, to reduce team friction, consider decentralization. Decentralization is authorizing your subordinates to act guided by your intent and focus of effort in situations where judgment and experience dictate the action. So what does that mean? That means stay out of their way. Decentralized decision-making is any process where the decision-making authority gets distributed throughout a larger group. Decentralized command. It also creates a higher power given to lower-level functionaries, executives, and workers. According to Carl Jung, decentralized decision-making also contributes to the core knowledge of group intelligence and crowd wisdom, often in a subconscious way. Wow. So, decentralization is the antidote to the bureaucracy that permeates many organizations and produces friction among members. It's normal for organizations as they grow to have added and added bits of bureaucracy that seem to appear overnight, seem to come from nowhere. So decentralization improves decision velocity for your team. And if you want more decisions made faster, Let your teams make them autonomously from you as the leader. Let them make decisions autonomously from you as the leader. You get to then react to the results, and your team learns and also improves at a much faster rate. So you could parallel this by saying a failure rate is much faster more successful when it's higher than when it's lower. If people aren't failing on a regular basis, you might say that they're playing it too safe. They're not taking enough risk. And all of this serves to help the decision velocity for the organization. Many of you have heard the old saying when Thomas Edison was inventing the light bulb. A reporter asked him, Mr. Edison, How does it feel to fail 10,000 times at making a successful light bulb? Listen to what Edison said in reply. He said, I didn't fail 10,000 times. I learned 10,000 ways not to make a light bulb. That mental switch in your mind I failed. No, I learned. But I failed, my business failed. No, you learned. It may have been an expensive bit of tuition, but you learned something from it. And to mitigate friction, minimize the number of people making considerations. In other words, really focus on decentralized command. Let your subordinate people make the decisions and then learn from the consequences. the bureaucracy that says 25 people have to make a decision together is what causes mental friction. People think it's just too hard to get done. There's just too much red tape. I might as well just not even do it. Does this make sense? Do you see the problem with mental friction? So to summarize, If you want to reduce mental friction for your team, it requires three concepts. First, K-I-S-S, keep it simple, stupid. Simplicity is, to me, the best indication of intelligence. You also have to reduce and make the concepts easy, for the least of us to understand. Second, adaptability is required to reduce mental friction. People have to be able to adapt. And when they can adapt, well, they're more likely to embrace whatever it is they are needing to do. And third, it's decentralization. Decentralized decision-making. So simplicity, adaptability, and decentralization are all tools to reduce mental friction. Simplifying both tactical and strategic objectives is essential for your team to minimize cognitive load, the amount of load, and achieve the results you desire. Hmm. The adaptability of your work or process to achieve goals requires attacking your status quo bias we're biased to think that the way we're doing something is the best way. And I'm working on another episode about the best plausible alternative. What if we could look at all portions of our work and also see the best plausible alternative? And decentralized decision-making throughout your team allows people to control and work without threat of people above them in your organization. You can often say the boss is the problem, or at least the threat or fear of the boss is the problem. So bottom line, reducing mental friction accelerates success and forces organizational change through organic failures necessary to improve your team's performance. You as the leader must take ownership. You must go big with defeating existing friction and lead the team towards success. It is your job to reduce the number of mental calories people consume in order to get what you want done. That's the job. How do we make our vision so clear and so simple that people see it? And more importantly, understand it the way we do so that they may take action. They may take action to support success in the future. So I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. This podcast is about going big. It's about the challenges we have as individuals trying to help others get better. And even with me as an adult with Undiagnosed and unmedicated adult deficit disorder. Yes, I'm an adult with ADD. I've just never been treated for it. And if you're like me, we have to learn coping mechanisms. This podcast is for people crazy enough to do things that other people will not do. This podcast is for people who take the moonshot, who aspire to go to Mars, who aspire to solve big problems of the world. This podcast is for people crazy enough, crazy enough to win. Until next time.